Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Go with Julio podcast. I'm a tech marketer turned leadership coach on a mission to educate, inspire, and empower you to unlock your best, most authentic self as a leader. If you're ready to confront the hard things getting in the way of your success in a way that's real and honest and loving, then you're in the right place because you can and you will. Let's go. I got to say, I am so grateful for all of the people who have responded and subscribed and listened. What you saw in episode one was me turning towards my story and owning it, finding power and energy in my mess and making it the message. And so all of you who have reached out to me to share your story and all of you who, who saw something in my story such that it compelled you to want to reach out and engage and share, it, it pushed you to think differently about your situation. It motivated you and nudged you to step into the next thing. That's what we're here for. So in order for you to do this in your life and to move past what's holding you back and move forward and go beyond, we have to explore what it means to lead with your heart. My intention is to have you walk away with a better sense of what that looks like in your life and how you can start practicing that in your life today. Leading with your heart to me means leading from a place of vulnerability, of empathy, and of compassion. It means being willing to take risks, to connect with others on a deeper level, and to operate from a place of love instead of a place of fear. It actually requires a deep understanding of yourself, your values, and your purpose. It means to lead with the fullness of your emotional experience. And this is tricky because it's not something we're naturally taught. We are taught to think rationally, think cognitively, think cerebrally with our heads. After the hundreds of leaders I have now coached, after many years leading teams at all of these big companies, I think the biggest mistake we make is we think that we are cognitive beings. And I said this in episode one, we think that we are cognitive beings, rational, intellectual, cerebral beings that can experience a feeling and then choose to push it aside and go back to our frameworks and our four-point plans and intellectualize our way through any challenge. That is a mistake. We are not actually cognitive beings that on occasion feel. Really, emotions are at the wheel here. We are emotional beings that think a lot. What we see as coaches in very powerful spaces directors, VPs, middle management, upper management, up and down the ladder is we see people who are disengaged from the full range of emotions, that they don't want to feel something difficult and so they turn it off. They actually have armor all around their heart and it disables them from being able to connect with that heart space. But here's the thing, as leaders, we have the power to transform and change that. We get to decide and we have agency to take the armor off and open up our hearts so that we can create a culture of more compassion towards ourselves and towards others, more courage, and more connection. When there is heavy armor around our hearts, we cannot be in connection with other people. We just can't. It's superficial. It's counterfeit connection. It's artificial intimacy. It's fake. 
as a coach, when you unpack and get below the layers of what the surface level problem is, what you always realize is there's an, there's an emotional energy block. So there's typically an emotion that we do not want to feel which is why we run into indecision, which is why we get stuck in what I like to call the miserable maybe, which is why we numb or buffer as it were, which is we work a lot, we drink, we have sex, we do drugs, whatever that numbing agent is, is typically when you peel back the layers in an effort to avoid feeling the emotion, the fullness of it. And so right off the bat, what it means to lead with your heart is to be brave enough to be willing to experience the fullness of all of your emotions, the good and the bad. Several years back, Brene Brown did a very powerful TED Talk called The Power of Vulnerability. And there's a moment where she distinguishes the difference between leaders who lead with their whole hearts and live a wholehearted, joyful accomplished, meaningful, rich life, and those that don't. And the difference between the two is very simple. The ones who are wholehearted and lead with their whole hearts believe that they are worthy of love and belonging. And I share that because I think that that's the first step in leading with your heart. It is the belief that you, as you are in this moment right now, are worthy of all of the love and all of the belonging that you deserve. What does it mean to make the conscious effort to believe that you are worthy? It's intention. Newton's third law of motion, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction, right? We know that that is true. To take it one step further, before there is even the action or the thought that propels the action, there is the intention for that thought and that action. And the job here for those who want to lead with their heart is to pay attention and check your intention, the intention of the real reason why you are doing something, because that is what propels the thinking. That is what propels the action. And so in every decision that I make, I think about what is my intention for doing this? What is the real reason why I want to do this? Before there is ever a marketing campaign that goes live, whether you're Apple or Airbnb, there is tremendous clarity on the intention. When we spend this money, when we build this creative, when we make this move and take the time to engage with these customers, what is our intention for exposing the customer to this ad, to this product, in the speed of the day and the need to get stuff done and to check boxes and to execute quickly and to hit targets, we sometimes lose our intention and we find ourselves on, maybe you've called it a hamster wheel, maybe you've called it a hedonic treadmill, whatever the word is for you, but you find yourself doing stuff not really knowing why you're doing it to begin with. And that's where the first part of this work begins is to check your intention and to only do the things that are aligned with what you really want to do. So how do you know what your intention is? You have to be able to get still and get clear on who are you and what do you want? And I will tell you as a coach that most people cannot answer that question. Most people do not know how to answer who are you and what do you want? Think about that for a minute. 
Can you answer that? They're actually among the most powerful of all the questions that any leader can ask themselves. And you may not get an answer right away. That's okay. But at least you start to ponder and consider and question and get curious and start to explore who are you and what do you want? Not what your girlfriend wants, not what your mother wants, not what society wants, not what your coworkers want, but what is it that you really want? What is true for you really? That's your values, that's your vision, that's your mission. From that place, your intention emerges. Everyone who's wealthy and who has a sexy title will tell you that true success and fulfillment comes not from an external accomplishment or an external achievement, but it actually comes from this, which is the inner sense of purpose and meaning and self-acceptance, knowing who you are and what you want and being connected to that. And from that place, making all of your moves and all of your decisions and all of your actions come from that place, that's when true success and fulfillment emerges. It means living and loving and leading from the inside out. In order to do that, you have to be willing to get vulnerable with yourself. And that's hard. That's hard for us to explore because we live in a world where we're always trying to please and perform and perfect and prove. And so we spend our lives trying to make everything okay and the real opportunity, step one here, is learning how to connect to your intention and allow your intention to propel all of your actions from here on out. Because when you can be clear about that and do that, that's how you start to open up the heart. I want to talk a little bit more about practicing vulnerability. I know we've heard the term a lot. It's been used a lot. But it's very simple. It's about being able to show up and fully be seen, your full authentic self. It means admitting when you don't have all the answers, asking for help when you need it, and frankly being willing to show all of your emotion. I think the biggest mistake we make is we think vulnerability is weakness. I mean, how many of you listen to episode one and think that that was strength? Many of you reached out to me, but how many of you, if you were on the mic and you were sharing the skeletons that are in your closet, how many of you would think of that as a weakness? Vulnerability is seen as a weakness, but in reality, it is the foundation of courage and authenticity. It's about taking risk. It's about being honest about how are you really feeling? What are your real beliefs? You know, how many times have I been in meetings where People are slacking each other back and forth about what it is that they really feel. We leave the meeting and no one says anything. And so many times where I'm stepping up and speaking on behalf of people, I couldn't help but think, well, why are we talking about this in a closed Slack channel or after the meeting as opposed to being willing to have the courage to say what really needs to be said, to say what isn't being said in the room? How much time would we save if we were vulnerable enough to be able to step out and say what really needs to be said. I think vulnerability comes with the essence of a growth mindset. How easy is it for us to get stuck in a fixed mindset 
when the world is moving so fast, there's a lot of chaos and uncertainty, and we want to cling to what we know as certain. And so in order to cultivate vulnerability, you have to practice a growth mindset. It's failing, it's making mistakes, it's trying again. It's an opportunity for learning and growth. In the words of Ted Lasso, this is about getting curious, not getting judgmental. Listen, vulnerability is uncomfortable, can be uncomfortable, and it's easy to be hard on yourself. One of the most important vulnerability practices is to cultivate some compassion for yourself first. How are you talking to yourself? Do an audit and pay attention to what are the things that you're saying to yourself under pressure when things aren't going the way that you wanted them to go. Change the way you speak to yourself. Move from a critic to a coach. I'm learning how to develop my inner dialogue as a coach, but it is a very strong critic. In fact, my whole life I have had this voice in my head judging everything I do from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed. It's never enough. Never good enough or skinny enough or healthy enough or smart enough or smooth enough. Can any of y'all relate to that? I mean, man, it's hard. You know, I remember talking with a coworker once at Lyft right before I left as everything was changing with COVID, I was in charge of writing the community guidelines. And the first guideline was always choose kindness. I wrote the line. And yet what I realized is I wasn't extending that kindness to myself. And it was hard for me to be kind to others if I wasn't giving myself that kindness. And that was a big aha moment for me. Practicing self-compassion means treating yourself with kindness and understanding just as you would a close friend. This will actually help you be more accepting of the vulnerabilities and help you build resilience. I think leading with your heart means leading with compassion and with empathy, which is a component of compassion. As a leader, you have to be willing to hold space for the feelings of others to understand before being understood. How does that happen? Well, you got to listen actively. It's the foundation of empathy, active listening. And the truth is, is we're not taught how to actively listen. How many of us, we ask a question, we're in a meeting, and we're already thinking about our response whilst the other person is talking? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, oh, oh, you know what? And how many of us interrupt, we take over, we inject, we're already thinking about our stuff? That's not active listening. Not checking your phone, you know, not worried about what's coming on your calendar, not worrying about the argument that you had an hour ago. It means being fully present and engaged in that conversation, asking questions and getting silent to listen to the answer and believe it. Another way to cultivate empathy is to practice perspective taking. How well can you see things from the other person's point of view? These days, we are so stuck in polarization. It's left, it's right. It's black or it's white. It's rarely the case. And so it's important that you put yourself in your team's shoes and understand their perspective. This means considering their thoughts and feelings as well as the broader context of their situation. When you are willing to be vulnerable with yourself, empathy grows. This isn't a light switch that you turn on and off. It's a muscle. You actually have to build it like a muscle. Self-awareness is the foundation of empathy. It's being in tune with your own emotions and your thoughts and your feelings. There is a very powerful relationship between thoughts and emotions and actions. And once you get that, you get everything. And we're going to work on that a lot 
in this time together because that's really the formula. Your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings propel the actions, and the actions create your results. That's really the model. That's the framework with which a lot of us as coaches help people navigate and unblock. So how to lead with your heart? Well, it starts with intention. It continues with practicing vulnerability. It continues with cultivating compassion and empathy. And it strengthens by embracing courage. You know, the original definition of courage comes from the Latin, cur, meaning heart. And that's to share all of yourself, your whole story with your whole heart. You know, what's beautiful about that definition is that an act of courage is an act of storytelling. What's important about courage is that it's not actually about the absence of fear, but it's the ability to act in spite of the fear. You've got to acknowledge the fear. That is the first step. Acknowledge the fear because we all have them and they're just there to keep us safe, sometimes to keep us small, to keep us protected. But it's important to recognize them and to face them head on. That fear is natural and it's a normal part of life, but you cannot let it hold you back. Once you've acknowledged your fear, you take action. This could mean a difficult conversation, trying something new, taking a risk. Starting this podcast took a lot of courage. It was risk-taking. It was new. It was difficult. Trusting yourself is a key component of courage. And so believing in yourself and your abilities and knowing that you have what it takes to face any challenge that comes your way is a powerful ingredient towards leading with your heart. And, you know, courage is also about learning from failure. It's a natural part of growth and learning. It means you take a risk and you know that failure is not the end of the world. Failure is actually an opportunity to learn and to grow. And I would even go as far as to say that there is no such thing as failure. It looks like failure in that moment, but the truth is, is that every failure in your life is here to teach you something. It's here to show you and to push you and nudge you in another direction if you are willing to see it that way. That was the case for me. I kept getting let go from all these tech jobs and you know the universe the entire time was telling me this is not you. I used to say this to myself all the time, like, why am I going back into this? Why am I going back into this? Why am I doing it? And well, I wanted to make money and I wanted the title and I wanted the sexiness of being able to say, I work at a tech company at the bar. You know, I, I wanted to wear a shirt that said Airbnb and everyone would come talk to me. What I now recognize after all the failure I've had in my life is that there is no such thing as failure. It is simply life trying to nudge you in another direction and trying to teach you something. And your job is to get still enough to pay attention to it and capture the learning because if you don't get it, then it comes back wearing another pair of pants. And it did for me many a times. For those of you who saw episode one, you know what I'm talking about. It comes back wearing a different pair of pants and it's not fun. So get the lesson. That's courage. It is a courageous act to see every event that looks like failure in your life and see it as a learning opportunity and a growing opportunity. And the last here in terms of leading with their heart is connection. Really, that's the foundation of heart-centered leadership. When you are clear on your intention, when you are vulnerable and willing to show up and let yourself be seen, when you're willing to be compassionate and empathic with yourself and those around you, what that does is that cultivates meaningful connection with yourself, with your teams, with your loved ones. The higher you climb, the more people that report into you, 
the more you are responsible for the people who are responsible for the work. Remember, it's not just about achieving success in the number sense. It's not just about the OKRs. It's not just about hitting the targets. It's also about doing it in a way that uplifts and supports those around us. How do you do that? You take the time to get to know your team as individuals and show them that you care. You collaborate with them. You encourage open communication and active listening. You create a culture of teamwork and mutual respect. You are willing to say that you don't know the answer, but you're willing to find out. You are willing to communicate when you are going through a difficult time or are unsure about something. You are willing to say what needs to be said, even when it's scary. Even when you're giving difficult feedback, can you think about the intention for what you want to communicate and why? And before you share it, you reach for the most loving place in your heart and deliver the message from that place and watch what happens. Leading with your heart is about clarity of intention. It's about the embracing of vulnerability. It's about the cultivation of compassion and empathy. And it's about the fostering of meaningful connection. Those are the ingredients of what it means to lead with your heart and to lead us into this next decade because that's what we need. We need a new paradigm of leadership, of leaders who are not just focused on the bottom line, not just focused on zeros and ones, not just focused on goals, but are focused on the wholeheartedness of the experience of people as human beings, not human doings. I want to invite you to lead with your heart today. It is literally the most powerful tool we have in our leadership toolbox. Okay, that's it. Thank you for your time. I'm so glad that you're here. We have so much more coming in the pipeline. Shoot us a question. Let's go with Julio.com slash podcast. Something that wasn't clear, something you'd like more explanation on, a struggle that you're having at work. Throw it to me and I'm going to do a Q&A episode and we're going to work through some of the tough questions. I love you guys. I see you. Let's go. Let's go.